Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with me, Vincent DiCaro, CareNet's Chief Outreach Officer, and Rollin Warren, CareNet's President and CEO. In this episode of CareCast, Rollin and I will talk about what the first Christmas would have looked like without Joseph and what that would have meant for us today. So Rollin, I think uh, you and I are sort of unique in some ways. We both worked at the National Fatherhood Initiative for a long time, and that probably has colored our way of looking at things. Yes, in, in we, a, we look at the world through fatherhood colored glasses. <laughs> That's right. What is the color of fatherhood? Mm, mm. I don't know if we want to think about that. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but we know the smell, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yes, yeah. It, it we're going to engage all your senses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. This is a podcast, so we have to get you to, I don't know, think yeah. about how things smell, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. First rule of podcasting. Um, so, one of the ways that we look at it sort of when it's Christmas time, we look at the Christmas story, and we very much are, are, are just thinking about and are conscious of the role that Joseph, the father of Jesus, played in this whole thing. Um, we've even we've saved Christmas cards that you've gotten over the years yes. uh, that depict you know the kind of the manger scene yeah. with Mary and Jesus without Joseph. Yes. Um, you know, we talk about Christmas, uh, you know, Christmas music. There's, you know, Mary, did you know? And the, the, the shepherds have a song. The three wise men have a song. The little drummer boy, who I don't think is in the Bible, uh, has a song. And yeah. I don't think Joseph has a Christmas song. I don't think he does. And, and so, you know, so other people obviously don't share our enthusiasm for, for Joseph. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we think, darn it, he should. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and, and actually, we're so committed to that, that all the fatherhood work that we do uh, at CareNet and, and uh, with their affiliated pregnancy centers, we actually call it the Joseph Project. Yeah. Yeah. That one man, two missions. Yeah. Uh, husband to her, father to the child, uh, it growing inside of her, one man, two missions to provide and to protect. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, and so as we're reflecting on this in terms of how it affects the Christmas story, we've sort of written before here on our blog, you know, Christmas, Christmas without Joseph. What would the Christmas story have looked like without Joseph? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of things that are sort of, you know, uh, biblical prophecy related that are really interesting if you think about because uh, the Christ child was to be born in the town of David which was Bethlehem right yes um, and it was Joseph Joseph who, who was descended from the line of David right so if Joseph hadn't been in the picture they wouldn't have traveled to the town of Bethlehem for Christ's birth right absolutely and so that that's just an interesting thing to think about right there um, and then the other piece of it is the, the, the prophecies also told of the Christ child traveling to Egypt as a child and so if you think about especially in that day and age if Mary was without Joseph and she was this single mom by herself with a baby would she have traveled you know cross country right or would she have been able to safely travel across country to to, to Egypt um, without the protection of, of Joseph especially in, in that day and age right um, so there's a couple of things that just biblically it's like wow you know Joseph sort of needed to be there um, um, and so, you know, you could certainly argue that, well, you know, God is God. He could have made a way for Mary and Joseph to thrive, uh, Mary and Jesus to thrive without Joseph, but he didn't. Right. So why not? Why did, why did God make it, make it very clear to us that Joseph was to be part of this story and that we were to, to learn something from the fact that Joseph was part of the story? And so that's kind of where we go from is that, is that part of the story. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think that that's really critical. And one of the things I say often is that, you know, everything about Jesus's life was a, I do this so that statement. So all these examples that, that he had, the communion, uh, his death on the cross, uh, how he cared for others, the washing of the feet of the disciples. I mean, everything that Jesus did was a, I do this so that statement. How, how he was born, how he came into the world, and also the family structure that Jesus was a part of. And it was a father and mother united in marriage, loving each other, loving their child, and loving God. 
Uh, so the holy family was holy family. So I've always thought about that. Um, when, when you look at that story, particularly in the first chapter of the first book of the New Testament, uh, with the birth of Christ, you see that you know that that God had a design, and Jesus came into the world consistent with that design. Because Jesus could have been coming to the world via a single mother, right? Scripture said he was going to be born of a virgin, but it didn't say a married virgin. But that would have accomplished God's purpose, but it would have violated a principle, a high design, a high idea, rather, in terms of that. So he found this perfect, this perfect relationship, Mary and Joseph in a betrothed to each other in a covenant relationship. It was essentially was a marriage that had not been consummated. That's why he was going to divorce her quietly. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the angel came to him and said, no, no, I need you to be a husband to her and a father to the child growing in, inside of her. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. example there mm-hmm. for, in terms of the life issue is a great example for us because essentially what we're trying to do um, is we're trying to encourage men to tap into their inner Joseph. Right, to ascribe to themselves the virtue and the character of Joseph. Here's Mary facing an unplanned pregnancy, unexpected hopes and dreams of her life that didn't include a child at this time and in this way. And you know, we, we love in the pregnancy center movement to, to, to think about those women as a proverbial Mary. Right. Right. And we're trying to encourage them to tap into their inner Mary, Mm -hmm. despite the circumstances, despite all the uncertainty, to tap into the certainty of what she does know, that it's a child growing inside of her. It's her child. It's a life. And it's not a life worth sacrificing. Mm -hmm. It's a life worth sacrificing for. Right. And and we think that certainly uh, if you're going to be true to Scripture, that Joseph had exactly the same challenge because he had the same dilemma as any abortion minded man. Hopes and dreams for his life, his life with Mary that did not include a child at this time and in this way. And he was going to put her away quietly, which in many ways you think about it. You couldn't put the woman away and you couldn't put the the baby away. So you put the woman and the baby away. And what does that sound like to you? Right. So it was Mm -hmm. a cultural version of this kind of putting the child away. Mm -hmm. And what did the angel do? He said, no, no, I need to be a husband to her and a father to the child growing inside of her. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the Egypt thing is critical Mm -hmm. because that's another time that the angel didn't go to Mary. Mm -hmm. The angel went to Joseph Mm -hmm. and told him two things. I need you to provide and to protect. Mm -hmm. So everything connected with the birth of Christ Mm -hmm. and particularly how Joseph responded it, it wasn't sort of a snap-on, so to speak. I mean, it wasn't like an add-on or, the, right, right, you know, right. kind of an yeah. interchangeable yeah, thing. Yeah. God had a very specific design and high idea that he was articulating that's reflected in the birth of Christ. That is a message to us all, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah. particularly folks that are in the pro-abundant life mm-hmm. uh, movement. Yeah, and the other really, you know, sort of practical lesson for us, of course, is is that kids need dads, yes. right? Again, you know, what, what was what was the life of Christ trying to teach us? And and, you know, obviously we know from decades now, decades of social science research, that kids with involved fathers do better yep. on average across every measure of child well-being. You can imagine they do better in school. They're less likely to be incarcerated, less likely to use drugs, less likely to be abused, less likely to live in poverty, yep. et cetera, et cetera. And so and then the other issue that's obviously really directly related to our issue is that girls who grow up in father-absent homes are more likely to become pregnant as teenagers. Yes, yes. And boys who grow up in father-absent homes are more likely to get somebody pregnant as a teenager. And so yes. there's just some really practical, you know, implications here. And so, you know, kids need good dads. And um, that's it points to our Heavenly Father, of course, as well. And so, um, so again, you know, we there can't be there can't be Christmas without Joseph. There, so, there can be because God didn't do it. Yeah, right. Without Joseph. And so why should we? Why should we? Why and should I, we? If I was a songwriter, I'd probably try to write a great song for Joseph. But yeah. yeah, it's just really funny if you think about it in some ways. It's like, 
Joseph is just like the forgotten figure in in, in yeah. so much of this. Yeah. Um, and and uh, unfortunately, yeah. uh, it, that's a reflection of what we what we see in the culture, and certainly what we saw in the years that we worked together at National Fatherhood Initiative. Yeah. That um, people want all the kinds of things that good families can provide, mm-hmm. but they don't necessarily want to focus on a key aspect of of these families, which mm-hmm. is you know fathers who. Uh, are connected, who provide, who nurture, and who guide, mm-hmm. and who are connected with their kids physically, emotionally, and spiritually. They don't want to talk about that, but they want the product right, right, that right. that can produce for children right, and right, for right. women right, right, and right, for right. society. But we actually don't want the input. That's like saying, I want a chocolate cake, but I don't want to put any chocolate in. Right, right. But yeah. doggone it, it better taste like chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. kind of a thing. It no. doesn't, uh, doesn't yeah. make any sense in, yeah. with, with baking a cake. Yeah. And in our view, uh, certainly from the high idea, understanding, again, that fathers can't always be there. Sometimes they're not good. Sometimes yeah. um, you know there are issues that cause that. But to the best of our ability, mm-hmm. we should be doing all that we can to try to help men uh, step up uh, to be husbands uh, mm-hmm. to, the, to the, the mothers of their children mm-hmm. and fathers to the children that they, that they produce. Mm-hmm. And that's the high idea mm-hmm. that we have. And we yeah. shouldn't let the uh, potential low living of folk mm-hmm. determine the value of high ideas. Yeah, and, that, and that's one of the things that's really critical. And yeah. certainly uh, God's design for family is a high idea yeah. that we should all aspire to. Yeah. So, so yeah. So when you're looking at your major manger scene this Christmas, just, you know, give, give Joseph an extra little yeah. glance. You know, just give him an extra glad. Maybe rub his head or yeah, something. Pat or, on the shoulder, yeah, a wink, and yeah, you know, that a chest yeah. bump. <laughs> like, way got, to go, Joseph. Yeah, yeah. depending on how big he is, a very, <laughs> very small chest. But, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Some of those statues are pretty small and They're fragile small, too. And it's so. fragile too. So it depends on where it is. <laughs> right, you know, right, right. If you're at a cathedral or something, this might be a big Joseph. <laughs> he could actually hurt yourself doing the chest bump. But we still think. <laughs> that this is a season of chess for Joseph. (laughs) There you go. Maybe that's how we'll we'll immortalize him. Well, I guess he's already been immortalized, but, you know, we'll we'll do what we can to add to that, I think, in some way. I think we will. So, fantastic. All right. Amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed that conversation about Christmas without Joseph. In the next episode of CareCast, Roland and I want to inspire you about how we can make 2019 the year of pro-abundant life. You won't want to miss this one.